Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. So, um, let's see. You're going to have a, uh, you're going to be on a show called Side Jinx. Um, you probably can't tell us a lot about it yet because it hasn't come out yet, although some of you might be listening to this after it's already come out, but... Um, premise of it, idea of it, you can at least probably tell us that, right? Yeah, actually, um, they, they finally are starting to put stuff out there, so there's a lot more to read online and even some really cool previews, but Psyjinx literally is science hijinks. So um, one of the big things that we as hosts wanted to make sure of was that there was no form of, you know, like it's not a prank show. It's not one of um, those things that are going to make fun of people in that way. But instead, the whole premise is let's blow their minds with science. So we take technology that's that's in development, that's on the market, that's just coming out or some of it that's been out for a while And we use it to kind of blow the minds of people that have no idea that they're going to be interacting with it. And then we get the chance to teach them about that cool technology and the cool science behind it. So it's really neat because we get to debut some just really awesome technology that's um, coming into the light uh, and coming to the forefront of our world right now. And then on top of it, we actually work with local STEM students that are part of kind of a live audience setting for us. And we get to like talk to them about what they're doing in school and kind of showcase that diversity uh, within the STEM fields that exist. And it's so it's neat because for the first time really on television, kids are going to get exposed to all of the different types of technology um, careers that are out there. And, and it's still just such a small percentage. You know, everyone thinks that science is just what you do in a lab or in a cubicle. And it's really, it's, you know, like we were saying, it's what you do on the playing field. It's what you're doing yeah. out uh, in nature. It's It's just kind of all around us. So getting to kind of elevate that viewpoint of of the diversity of stem has just been really cool that's awesome because a lot of people i think really look at sometimes stem and they see stem is just you know sitting in an office working in a cubicle you know coding a program you know doing math equations um it's far more than that absolutely it's really funny because i remember um both the series would be like oh do you have like video of you like in a lab uh, doing some of your science work. And I would just laugh and I'm like, do you, <laughs> do you, do you know what I do as an engineer? I build like 5,000 liter like reactors and stuff. There's no, there's no pipettes. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically, I, I, I'm not just standing in front of a chalkboard with my white hair sticking up like, like Einstein. Right. Yeah. Though I did, I did recently uh, do an Instagram post where my hair looked like Einstein. So I think I've unlocked genius level in life. That's okay. You might, and that means you might start getting some of those science, you know, uh, acting positions, right? Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> right, right. Um, so it sounds like an awesome show. It's going to be on uh, Science Channel. It'll actually, it'll be on Discovery, um, and, and then it will also be on Science. So, awesome. but predominantly uh, Discovery Channel and then Science as well. Awesome, awesome. So, and 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 there's always chances that you uh, that you will show up on on various episodes of of MythBusters. Hopefully, we get to see you on there because because it was great watching um, those episodes of of MythBusters. The search, seeing you on there. Um, what what was it like uh, being on on part of a show like that? 
Uh, it was it was definitely a challenge, you know, like because we we didn't have a lot of time to design and to build when we were doing this search. And the fun the fun part was was there was no phone a friend and there was no internet. So if you <laughs> didn't know it or someone in your team didn't know it, you had to figure it out pretty quick. So uh, it was probably one of the most. Um, I don't know. I get, it was so much fun. Like I learned so much from the people around me, but it was yep. like, it was kind of like drinking out of a fire hose, you know, it was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. like at the end of the 12 weeks, you're just like, I just learned so much stuff and did so much stuff, you know, where else are they going to hand you a pound of C4 and like, let you look at it. And I t I'm like, <laughs> all the guys laughed at me because of course I was building with John and Brian when we did the dandelion of doom and uh, they hand me the pound of C4 and I'm like, Oh, it looks like Edward from twilight. Cause it, it glitters. So they, oh. they were like, Oh, they're like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, uh huh. Sure. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they knew. you knew they knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it's just such an amazing experience. You know, you kind of look around every day and you go, is this real? Like we swore that we swore that the, the reality part of it was they were going to come out at the end and be like, we were just kidding. You're not actually competing to be a Mythbuster. Like wow. it just didn't feel real the entire time. It was like a dream come true, you know? I, I, <laughs> I still wouldn't. I, I think even after you got to experience something like that, it still wouldn't almost feel real. Like, like Adam and Jamie are just going to show up again and just start doing the show and like, but but no, we've moved on it, and and you know what? I think that's also a good lesson for kids too, because because yeah, there were these great, great, awesome you know scientists, engineers, mathematicians, people of the past, but there are new you know, and there's going to be new ones in the future, and that's what they get to be. Yeah, the 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 cool thing is, and it's something that you know we all talked about a lot because of course everyone that was on the show was obsessed with with legacy MythBusters and mm -hmm. and Adam and Jamie and Tori and Grant and Carrie did phenomenal work inspiring us to go into science oh, yeah. and so many others, um, and it was one of those things that it was. It's, it's a beautiful legacy that no matter who is carrying the torch has to continue because the ability to inspire kids to go into STEM and to make them excited about science and to show them that fun side of it is so important for us as a nation and as a, as a global community to be yeah. able to innovate and move on. And so the legacy that they created with Mythbusters is just so beautiful that you know, I'm yeah. just happy that they did give someone the torch to continue carrying it because we have to keep inspiring kids. We yeah. can't just say, you know, it's not just one person. It's it's this ideal of what science can be and how fun it can be and how exciting. And, and you know, the legacy team did such a phenomenal job about getting us all excited about what we could do in science and the fact that any person can pick up a tool and learn to build and it can yeah. change the world, you know? Yeah. And, and I would I would bet that you could go in, you know, classrooms all across the country and, and, and even, you know, offices and um, engineering plants and everywhere. And I bet you'd find plenty of people that said, yeah, I was inspired by the Mythbusters. Mm -hmm. um, I was inspired to become a science, you know, person in technology, engineering, math, whatever it is, all because of them. Um, and, and and now you, you get, you know, kind of in a way also – you're this next person, like you said, that, that legacy, that carrying the torch. There's going to be people. Are you excited about this? There are going to be people in the future that just say, I am excited about science because of people like Tamara. It's it's an amazing thing, you know, like because I, I literally 
I just fangirled because Carrie Byron started following me and Carrie Byron is the reason <laughs> that I as a woman felt like I could be a builder, you know, because the only engineers I knew was Scotty and Star Trek. And so <laughs> it's it's one of those things that right now I'm mentoring all these young girls and boys that are going into STEM and they're, they're upcoming YouTube, you know, little celebrities and, and they're phenomenal yeah. and they're brilliant. And it's like, I'm just like, I'm inspired by them, you know, yeah. just as much as I think as they tell me that they're inspired by me. And I'm like, no, I wish I'd been doing what you guys, you guys are already making like shows and you guys are changing the world. And it's <laughs> just, it's phenomenal what, the kids are doing today you know we we yeah. say the kids are our future but really the kids are right now and they're changing things and they're fighting for what they want their future to be and it's just so inspiring to watch them come into their own and you know yeah. and take up the tools to to build tomorrow so and, and like you said i mean something like youtube you know any kid can have a friend and you know and a camera and and they can they can become that that scientist out there showing off amazing things uh, in, in such a simple simple way where you know years ago you couldn't do that. Um, no, and, and the other thing that YouTube does, and this is something that I tell kids all the time, like they've got this resource at their fingertips to teach them how to do anything. Granted, oh, some yeah. of the videos teach them how to not do things. Right, but, right. You know, but like the good building videos that are on there, it's it's amazing. Like I. When I had to build the the vacuum backpack to climb seven stories, like yeah. I didn't know what I was going to be doing that week, but I knew I might have to do elect, like an actual electric circuit. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how to build one from scratch because I had only done electrical wiring in a house with my dad. And I was like, okay, the one thing I know that I'm weak on is is electricity. And I just watched YouTube videos the uh, whole weekend before shooting and was like, okay, if I have to do anything electrical, I got it now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's. It's crazy yeah, like the resource it is. Oh, it is. I mean, like you said, you were you were stuck though on the show. You you weren't allowed to like look up phone a friend anything like that. But but kids have that opportunity all the time, um, and mm -hmm. and we just have to encourage them to to do that to take a take a advantage of those resources that are all around. Um, do you think we need more STEM? Do you think we've got the right amount of STEM? Uh, do you think it's going to be changing? Um, what do you think of the future of STEM? STEM is so interesting to me um, because, you know, I, I talk to these kids across the nation at schools and at camps about it. And uh -huh. and they're like, oh, did you always know you wanted to go into STEM? And I'm like, you know, STEM's kind of a new buzzword. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one of those things that I hope isn't going to be one of the buzzwords that just fades because yep. as, a, as a nation, we, we need it to take hold and root in our society because if not, we're going to really be left behind as a nation with yep. regards to our technological advances. And I think, you know, the bigger problem that we're going to come into is not it's not getting the, the STEM word out there, but it's going to be actually getting it to be more than a buzzword, getting it yes. ingrained so that we're not saying, you know, these are women in STEM, these are kids in STEM, but, you know, more that, hey, these are kids. And automatically we know that that they're in, ingrained in STEM and they love it. And and these are these are scientists. They're no longer women or men or kid. They're just all scientists and kind of. Yeah opening up the that diversity and that inclusion that we really need to foster within it but make it a making it appealing to kids so they even want to start being part of that conversation so it kind of goes yeah. back to what we were talking about figuring out a way to connect with them that it's not like oh they're being forced to learn stem but it's something that they just realize oh when i go outside and i and i run through a field and i'm picking flowers 
I'm, I'm actually learning about, you know, environmental mm -hmm. studies. When I'm in the ocean, I'm learning marine biology. When I'm, when I'm throwing a football, I'm learning about um, centrifugal yeah. forces, you know, just starting to make it so that it's no longer a, an outside thing, but it's, it's an everyday part of their lives that they recognize and embrace. Yeah, like you said, it's not just um, in a book or you know, on a screen, it's, it's real life, it's, it's there, it's tangible. Um, and mm -hmm. taking taking stem from being like you said a buzzword to being real everyday stuff like being like you said when you're a kid your dad taking you having you help fix having you help build looking at that engine that's stem that's that's just as much stem as as um having kids code with a program on on their computer mm -hmm. and i think too making it making it approachable you know um making it so that kids don't think, oh, if I can't afford expensive technology, I can't, I can't do STEM. You know, we literally just did engineering relief in Puerto Rico where we took just two liter bottles, hot glue and PVC pipe that, you know, is a dollar ninety nine for a 10 foot length. And we taught the, we taught the kids how to make solar distillation so they could have clean water. Awesome. It was pennies worth of equipment and yeah. very simplistic build skills. It doesn't, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be Batman rich. You can, <laughs> you can go into STEM, even upcycling stuff. Pinterest and YouTube will teach you how to do it. You know, it's, oh yeah, <laughs> it's all out it's, there. It's, it's, uh, it's make, it's make your own science. Um, awesome. Uh, so some advice for kids. If you had, if you had like, like one last, I have to give, I have to give advice to kids kids of the future, what, what should they do? What should they focus on? What should they, what should they strive for? Um, not just so they could be, you know, like, like Tamara Robertson, but so mm -hmm. they can be, they can be awesome someday. The one thing that I always tell kids uh, when I meet with them is to remember that where their story begins doesn't define where it ends. They do. As mm -hmm. long as you're willing to work hard you get to write the narrative that is your life. So whether it's that you want to be a great artist or you want to be a great builder or you want to win the next Nobel Peace Prize, if you work hard and you never give up, you're going to make inroads. It might be slow at times, but it's always going to be worth it. But yeah. you're going to lose every opportunity that you do not take. It's it's yeah. worth it to risk failure because in reality especially in science failing is a good thing you know what you yep. learn is that it's okay to fail just fail fast because if, <laughs> if you're not failing you're not pushing the boundaries far enough and you're never going to truly innovate so yeah. Try it. Try it all. Like as a, as a kid, as an adult, as you're figuring out who you're going to be in life, you know, you're you're going to have to try tons of things so you can figure out what you like and what you don't like. And, and I always say, you know, be firm in your goals, but flexible in your approach, because I <laughs> I have changed yeah. careers so many right. times. You know, I never yeah. would have thought I would be on TV, you know, yeah. and it's just something that if I hadn't remained flexible, I would have never gotten here. I would have stayed 10 years back and still be in the same small town, you know? So yeah. just be brave. Yeah. Like you, you, I mean, your, your whole life is an example of that. Just, just trying something. And, and you obviously did not just like, well, I'm just going to wake up one day and the people from Mythbusters search are going to, you know, call me up and say, Hey, we don't know who you are, but you know, no, you had to like do stuff each and every day and, and push and get yourself out there and, and try something. And uh, 
how awesome yeah. that you have these opportunities now, right? Yeah, and that application process was like over a year and there's over 10,000 of us fighting for it. Wow. <laughs> Probably one of the longest job interviews I've ever been on in my life and it's still ongoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and look what had happened. I mean, now you now you get to be in, in this great new show, Sidejinx, um, mm -hmm. and, and inspire even more kids to, to see incredible uh, science and technology that's that's out there. So, yeah, um, just... just one last question here. Uh, if you could have dinner with a, a sit down dinner with somebody from science, technology, engineering, and math, past, present, maybe even two people if you want, but uh, got any ideas? Um, I think I would like to meet with Marie Curie because okay. she's got two Nobel prizes, uh, Peace Prize. So she's got some, some clout to her, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I actually, um, I have a, one of my best friends uh, introduced me to the story of Sally Ride. And yeah. I just think Sally Ride was such a pioneer, um, both as a, as a female um, and just as someone that was actually in the space program. Um, she did amazing things. And so I would love to to kind of pick her brain about like what that was like, you know, navigating through, you know, both the career world and then the actual world, you know? Yeah. I, and I could imagine that, that Sally Ride and Marie Curie would probably love uh, getting to know each other too at dinner. You, you might feel like the third wheel at that, at that table. <laughs> I would happily just listen. I would be a fly on that wall. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, and just to think, I mean, think about what, how did, how did, you know, Curie and, and people, you know, years ago, I mean, it's incredible. I was just listening to, to somebody talk about Galileo the other day and to think that he built himself a, uh, a microscope, uh, not a microscope, a telescope to see Jupiter and the moons. And, and that was like in the 1600s. Are you kidding me? I mean, how, could I even build one today that would see Jupiter? It is, it's phenomenal when you look at what the builders and scientists of our past were able to do with the limited tools that they have. And it's one of those things that makes me realize, like, I have no excuse if I can't accomplish anything nowadays, if they were able to do that back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have no excuse, no excuse. <laughs> and, and even, even, I mean, and, and go back to something you said earlier, Tamara, um, you said, even, even if you don't look like a scientist, I mean, you can still be uh, uh, that scientist, that real life, uh, scientists. We have to help break down those boundaries, um, help our kids to see that it's not about looking like some some fake caricature of, of what a scientist is, but they're everyday people doing everyday awesome things. Mm -hmm. It's time, so, it's time to, to rewrite what that character looks like. Yeah, yeah. So Tamara Robertson, uh, it's been awesome chatting with you today. Any other any other last thoughts, any, any last words you want to share? I'd you know, I just, I try to talk this all the time. Get outside. I know we have really cool technology in the palm of our hands, but we also have a phenomenal world around us that is full of so many cool things to observe and experience. Like, just get outdoors and enjoy the world while you have it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it is. And uh, even my, my world out here, which has um, about four feet of snow, Ooh. and uh, it's... <laughs> about 20 degrees outside i can still enjoy some amazing science out there too so um tamara robertson uh awesome actress and scientist and and both of those do go together uh take mm -hmm. that awesome story teachers 
share it. Share this podcast episode with your students. They would love to listen uh, to to one of the the new generation of of awesome scientists on on TV. And uh, you can even tell them it's reality TV if you want. Um, teachers, that uh, Tamara will let you do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Just tell reality- them to watch. Like you said, tell them to watch the good reality TV. You know the stuff that's got cool, cool stuff, not the not the brain numbing stuff. Fake. Not that. Not that fake. <laughs> that's that's all fake. That's not even reality, anyway. So no, it's not. <laughs> so um, once again, thanks for thanks for joining us today, Tamara. It's been uh, great chatting with you, and uh, all the best to you on, on your future shows, your endeavors, and um, thanks for for sharing some time with with teachers and and kids today. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for again for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Check them all out on RemarkableChatter.com. Uh, also search for the STEM Everyday Podcast on, on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And we'll, uh, we'll chat with you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com. Thank <laughs> you.